So I haven't really been here this month because a lot has been going on. So me and my husband moved recently. We moved to a new place and that took up all of my energy. Also, I think I overcommitted myself. And, you know, when that happens, you're kind of burnt out. You're kind of tired, you're kind of stressed out. And it's nobody's fault but your own because you didn't have the, I guess, the will to say no. And I, I know it comes from a good place. Like you have good intentions. You want to help everybody out. You want to do the things. But then in the end, you just end up either half doing it because you're exhausted or you end up exhausted and not doing anything at all. So that's kind of where I was. And this month, I just kind of took slow. I took my time. You know, I moved, I transitioned, and now we're finally set up in our new place, which I'm really excited about. And now I can actually sit down and record these podcasts. So thank you so much for bearing with me. Thank you so much for your patience. I'm really happy to be back here with you guys. And yeah, so a lot is going on. A lot is going on. I'm back in school. Um, I'm starting a new photo class. Um, if you didn't know, I have a podcast called, um, what is it called? <laughs> the Experimental Photographer, if you want to check it out. And I have a new course coming this Friday. And so I'm planning that. I'm launching that. I have retreats coming up, events. So I'm really, really excited about this new season in life. Um, but what I've noticed is that when we're really, really, really busy, like sometimes we're way too distracted. And so this episode, I kind of want to talk about how we can quiet our mind so that we can actually create. So we actually have the energy, the time, the resources, and the will to create. So recently on my um, on my Instagram page, you can follow me at Alicia Renice, I ask my followers questions. And one of the questions I asked was, what's stopping you from creating? What's something you struggle with as a creative? And so somebody mentioned quieting their mind enough to create. And so I was like, you know what? That's a really, really good topic. So I want to talk about that here. Um, I'm going to be responding to a lot of the messages here. So I just want to share this with you guys and hopefully offer you some encouragement. Because if you're a creative like me, then you probably struggle with the same things that these people struggle with. So um, so quieting my mind is something I struggle with too. You know, this world is so, so noisy. There are so many things. There are endless opportunities to be distracted all the time externally. So we have music, podcasts, events, television, YouTube, what else? Social media, any kind of social media, there are endless distractions, okay? There are endless options for us to be distracted. And not only are there endless options for us to be distracted externally, like from things outside of ourselves, but also internally. So like the self-chatter, the criticism, the doubt, the confusion, the anxiety, all that good stuff. And so all those noises, all of these noises are stopping us from creating the life that we love, you know? And it seems like we're afraid of silence and quiet. You know, we have no margins left in our lives. So if you think about like budgeting, so if, I don't know, if you're making $100 and you're spending $100, that means that you have no margin. There's no room to for emergencies. Like if emergency happens, the bank is broken. There's no room for saving. There's no room for planning for a trip or anything. Like you're broke by the end of the month, right? And so our energy and our time and our resources are the same way, right? So if we have, say, 100, I don't know, whatever, 100 energies, and then if you're spending all of your energy, if you're spending all of your time, you know, at the end of the day that you're not going to have anything left, then you're not going to have any room to create anything. If everything is pulling on you to, you know, serve here or, you know, I don't know, do this thing for this person, like, I understand those are good intentions, right? But those things, if those things distract you from creating, then we really have to consider our boundaries. We really have to reconsider how we're spending our time, how we're spending all of these, all this energy that we have, all of our, all of our resources. So if you know that you work from nine to five and you want to be able to create something, you can't jam pack your schedule from 530 until nine and be upset that you're not creating anything. No, you have to create the time in your schedule 
to unquiet your mind and also to create. But we're going to focus on quieting our minds. So it seems that we're afraid of space and silence. Instead of just sitting in silence, we turn to our television or our phone or a podcast or a blog or a CD or an album or something. I don't know how many people still listen to CDs. I do. Um, But we fill our lives with noise. Our life is just so noisy. Our lives are so noisy. When was the last time you actually sat still and did nothing? Like sat on the floor and sat in silence. We really have to be intentional about creating these silent and these quiet places or else we won't have any opportunity to be quiet. Instead of pausing to think about a solution to a problem ourselves, we immediately consult the internet. That's another way that we stay busy. We don't leave any room for margin or contemplation or prayer, right? We're like, okay, well, there's this problem. I got to figure it out right now. So everything's at at our fingertips, our phone, the internet, our computers. We can just look up the answers right away instead of just using our thinking skills, instead of consulting our God and being like, hey, can you solve this problem for me? You know what I mean? It's as if they know us better than we know us, right? (laughs) The internet knows us better than we know us. And it's not true. We know ourselves better than anyone else, right? And so instead of trusting ourselves to solve a problem, we feel like we have to consult everybody else to solve this problem for us. We lose the patience it really takes to chew on and consider an idea, thoughts, or feelings. You know what I mean? Like it's a practice to sit there and go the long way, especially when you have all the opportunities at your fingertips, like I said, to add more noise and to seek all the answers yourself. So our lives are often an autopilot, autopilot, right? We've been taught that we, that we are what we create. So we make no room to really have pause or rest in our lives. We're stressed out, we're fatigued, we're anxious, we're depressed, and we wonder why. We're always on the go and we're exhausted and we wonder why we're so tired and why we feel like we're not good enough or why we feel like we have to keep making stuff or keep doing stuff for other people to feel good enough. And I know that I struggle with this. Like, I feel like, like me and my husband recently, we went on a trip in the mountains. We went to Shenandoah Valley and up there, it was really hard for me to just turn off. It was really hard. I felt like, oh, I could be using this time to do X, Y, and Z. I could be listening to this podcast that I've always wanted to listen to instead of just sitting in nature and listening to the trees, right? Instead of just taking a walk or just watching a movie with my husband, not about anything that's informative or anything that's going to help me in the future, but just for the sake of just being entertained, of just being still and being quiet. And I realized that it's a problem that it's a problem, right? It's a problem that it's a problem for me to be still. Like I said, we just recently moved and Last week, me and my husband just took time to spend time with ourselves. We didn't do anything. We didn't go anywhere. We just watched movies. And so I had the hardest time, like in my mind, trying to tell myself, it's okay to just relax today. It's okay to not do anything important. It's okay to not listen to a podcast. It's okay that you're just relaxing. It's okay that you're just quiet, right? Because the world tells us that we always have to be on the go, especially in this Western society where like, again, our worth is measured by how much we make what we create, what we do for other people, who we are to other people, right? Instead of just being, instead of just being worthy because you are, because you exist. And so I really see that I am affected by the society that tells me that I have to keep making, that I have to keep moving, that I have to, you know, go seek answers from everybody else or that I need the answer right now because maybe it is the case that I am asking God and he's just not answering right now because I don't need the answer right now. Maybe I just need to be comfortable and content with where I am. You know, we have a habit we can't break, and that's filling our minds with so much noise. Like, we are addicted to the noise. Um, It's almost like if you live in a city, and then you go out to the country or in the middle of nowhere, and you can, like, feel the quiet. You can feel how quiet it is. It's unnerving at first. 
when me and my husband were RVing before, we went to Colorado, and it's one of my favorite places, um, Durango, Colorado. We were boondocking, meaning we were staying in the middle of the woods with no hookups or anything like that with our RV. And it was so quiet. We couldn't hear any of the cars passing. We couldn't hear people. It was just like the nature. We heard the bugs outside. We heard planes every once in a while, I guess, like flying over. But for the most part, it was just silent. And so being from the DMV area, when we were out there, it was kind of like, yo, it is so quiet. And it is so dark, right? It was so dark that we could see the Milky Way in the sky. And there was no way that we could see that if there was all this light pollution or light noise, right? We couldn't see the Milky Way if like all these lights and all these things were distracting us from the sky. We couldn't appreciate the quiet and the calm to really think and be still with our thoughts and really appreciate the beauty of the silence if we were near a highway or if we were in an RV park with other people, right? It was a blessing to be able to be quiet, but we had to do the work and get away from people to experience that quiet and that stillness. You know what I mean? And so in our own lives, We have jam-packed it with noise, with agendas, with to-do lists, all this stuff that takes us away from one, who we are, who God wants us to be, and from our creating. There's no room to create. All of our ideas, all that inspiration and all that stuff comes from quiet. It comes from deliberation. It comes from questions. It comes from experiences that you have. If we're always being you know, connected to something, or if we're always listening to music, if we're always listening to podcasts or watching videos or things like that, then we're never just going to be inspired, right? We're going to be influenced by what we watch or take in. It's never going to be from a place of contemplation or trying to figure it out, you know? The best way to be creative is to create parameters, to create limits. And if we always seek to go beyond those limits, if we always have access to all the answers, all the things all the time, then we're going to live in an uncreative life, you know, a life that is that is really just regurgitating information as opposed to creating stuff from from ourselves. You know, we can't even tell which ideas are our own and which are everybody else's. It's all one voice. Look at the look at the internet, look at social media. It's like groupthink because everybody's taking in the same information. No one's thinking for themselves. No one's doing for themselves. No one's creating from themselves, from their own experiences. It's always just re- like just noise reverberating across a room. We lose ourselves. We lose our taste. We lose our voice. You know, if you're always taking in someone else's voice, sometimes you forget what your own voice sounds like. If you're always listening to podcasts and all this other stuff, those ideas become your own. You can't tell where you start and they begin. We can't even celebrate our wins because we're never, we never feel like we're doing enough. So like me doing this podcast, right? It's like, oh no, it's been three weeks since I did a podcast. And so I could beat myself up because I'm not constantly creating content or noise and putting it out there. Or I can look at the episodes I have put out and be like, you know what? My people will be okay because there's already episodes out there. I can celebrate the fact that I've been doing. But if I'm too busy, like worried about making more noise or taking in the noise or listening to the noise of other people who are telling me that I'm not enough, if I'm not creating something, then I am going to feel less than, then I am going to feel like I'm not good enough. I am going to feel like, you know, I'm unworthy, you know, for taking it from taking a break. And it's really like, no, rest is not something I earn. Rest is what I need. And at this time I needed rest. And so I did what I needed to do. We need to welcome silence back into our lives. That's the whole point. That's where the ideas, the solutions, the talks with God, learning ourselves come from. And in order to get clear and less foggy, we have to get quiet. We have to be quiet. So how do we invite invite more quiet and calm into our lives? Well, for one, 
we can write down everything that's stressing us out that's on your to-do list. So what I like to do is a brain dump. When I'm really stressed out and like, oh God, there's so many things going on in my head. I can't concentrate on one thing. I keep forgetting it. I just take out a notebook and I really write a list and it says everything that's stressing me out at the top of the paper. And I write down everything that's stressing me out, everything that's causing me stress, that's causing me, like that's that's worrying me that I feel like I'm not good enough for. I write it down and I organize it. So now that now it's out of my head and onto paper. So now I have room in my head to actually think about creative things and actually think about things one at a time. And then also I can submit those things in a prayer to God and be like, God, help me, help me. Cause I can't do all this stuff for myself. I'm overwhelmed. Like I can't take it. Um, at, Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, one of my really good friends, um, she asked me to participate in a, in a retreat that she had. She wanted me to play praise and worship in her retreat. And so I'm learning guitar and I was really stressed out about it. And because I was so worried about it and so worried about getting it perfect and so and I was practicing so much, I still have calluses on my fingers. I was so stressed out about it that I had no room in my head for anything else, for nothing else. Like for a whole week, I was just fixated on this one event because I was stressed out. I was stressed out and it was just so much noise going on in my head. And I really at some point at one night I had it was like the night before the event and I had had to be like, okay, God, you got it. I can't practice no more for this. I can't. I'll warm up tomorrow morning, but I can't practice anymore for this. I can't no more. You have to play through my fingers. And so the day of the event, he actually like helped me. I messed up maybe like twice, twice. And it wasn't even like a huge mess up. It was just like, okay, we're going to keep on going. We're going to keep on pushing. And at the end, I realized all that stressing, there was no point in stressing in the first place. <laughs> like it wasn't that serious. I'm not on the, like, this grand stage. And even if I did mess up on a grand stage, I'm not going to die. Right. The whole point of her asking me to be a part of it was for people to come into my own worship session. So I wasn't there to entertain. I was there to invite people in. And so but I realized that because I was so worried about that event, I, I missed out on creating, on on being productive, on doing anything productive because I was so fixated on that event, on me messing up, on me trying to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? So in that way, too, we can add too much noise to our lives. We need to celebrate our wins and celebrate even the practice that it took to do it. You know what? I'm going to show up and do my best today because I've been practicing. I know I've been practicing. And whatever happens from here on out, it's in God's hands. <laughs> like that's, that's all I can do. We need to welcome silence back into our lives. And so, like I said, we can write down everything that's stressing us out. What I should have done is just write out why I was stressed, why I was worried, and just gave it to God. And said, okay, God, I'm going to practice. I'm going to show up and do what I can do, but you got to take it from here. Another thing we can do is start with sitting still for five minutes a day, just doing nothing at all. It's really hard to convince ourselves that it's beneficial to be still in this world that tell us to go, 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 go all the time on the go. Like you got to do this. You got to create. You got to pump out. It's really calming and really humbling when you sit still in five minutes, especially when you're in nature. You realize how small you are. You really take in the beauty of God and all the things that he's created. And you really realize how insignificant our worries really are to this great big God who made these trees and this ground and this world and the sky and the clouds and has everything in balance. It's really humbling to be still for five minutes. So I challenge you to do that. Make that a non-negotiable, sorry. Make that a non-negotiable. Put it on your calendar. Like say, okay, I'm going to wake up at eight and then at 8.05, I'm going to sit there and be still for five minutes. You can go outside. I really recommend you going outside. I know everybody can't do it because based on where you are, especially during the pandemic. 
But even if it's in your own room, just sitting still, it's so calming and taking deep breaths in and out and just being present. Make it a non-negotiable. Put it on your calendar like it's a meeting for your work. You know, let no one come in and distract you if you can. I mean, if you have little babies, that's different. But even with them, show them to practice being quiet and being still. Take note of all the things that's going on around you. Use your five senses. Like, what do you hear? What do you taste? What do you smell? What are you feeling on the inside? Not just on the outside. Like, what what things are you experiencing? Can you feel your feet on the ground if you're outside? Like, people recommend standing outside without, without shoes because it's grounding. And, like, the minerals from the earth help your body and all this other stuff. How does that feel? How does the grass feel between your feet? You know, what do the birds sound like when they're singing? Do they sound argumentative? Do they sound like... They're whistling along just blissfully. Do they sound like they're communicating to each other? How does the sunshine feel on your skin? How does that feel on your skin? What is the scent of the autumn rain in the air? What does that smell like? Does it bring back memories? What does it make you feel? What is the taste of the drink you just sipped? What, what, do, you, what do you taste in your water? Right, Because water has a taste. What do you taste? These are things we, take, we don't take advantage of. We, we disregard. We throw away because they're everyday experiences that we've grown accustomed to. So we have to remind ourselves to be quiet, to be still, and to really enjoy what God has gifted us. The gift of taste, the gift of sight and sound and all the stuff that some people don't have. So take note of everything going on with you. What does your heart, feet, what does your heart beat feel like? What does it really feel like to take a deep breath? Doesn't that feel good? It feels good. It feels so good to take a deep breath, but it's something that we take advantage of, we take for granted. Another way that you can bring more quiet and stillness into your life is to leave your phone in another room. It's it's amazing how having the phone on you all the time kind of causes anxiety. It's like, I have to look at it. I have to look if I, if I miss something. Like it's It's weird because 10 years ago, we didn't have cell phones, or I didn't anyway. And um, 10 years ago, no, I did have a cell phone. 10, I'm lying. I had, let's say 15 years ago. Ooh, I'm 30. So 15 years ago, I didn't have a cell phone. And it wasn't pressing for me to know everything all the time, right? It wasn't pressing for me to really be plugged in all the time. Like I'll, if, if people need to get to me, they know how to get to me. They know how to call the school to get to me. They know how to call my house number to get to me. If it's really that pressing, they'll figure out how to get to me. But now we feel like we have to be connected. If someone texts us, we have to text them back right away. We have to call them right back or else we're bad people. And it's crazy because again, 15 years ago, it wasn't the case. It was like, okay, I missed your call. Leave a message. I'll get back to you when I can. You know what I mean? And we place such urgency on things that really aren't that urgent. That text message about nothing can wait until you get home, can wait until after your little five minutes of being still and being quiet. You know, it's, 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 it's almost like it's, um, it's like a chain. It's like a ball and chain, right? It's like we're chained to our phones. And even though they bring a lot of beautiful things, like we can take pictures, we can call our friends, we can stay connected. It's still sometimes bondage. Like our phone can be bondage and it's a, a tool that we can constantly look at to compare ourselves to other people. It's crazy. So sometimes just turning your phone off and if you can't turn it off, just put it in a different room. You feel so much lighter and freer and you have more space to just create without being distracted instantly. Like you look at your phone and five hours have gone by and I'm exaggerating, but I'm not because it's the truth. Like we're so attached to our phones. It's crazy. So just leaving your phone in a different room or turning it off or do not disturb um, I really recommend just putting it in a different room because even if you turn it off, it's easy just to just turn it back on. And I think that you seeing your phone is even distracting, even if it's off, it's distracting you. 
How about mindfully doing things that you do every day? Mindfully cooking. Look at the stuff. Smell the stuff. Savor the taste that you're that you're putting in your meal, you know? Being deliberate about how you chop up your onions or your carrots or whatever you're cooking. Being in the moment. And even when you consume your food, feel how warm it is, right? Chew your food slowly and cherish the moment. Cherish the tasting. Go on an undistracted walk. Like, don't listen to any music, any podcast. Just go out and walk around and take note of what I was talking about earlier, the five senses and also what you feel inside, what thoughts are bringing back to your mind. Like, you'll be amazed if you go for a walk undistracted, how many ideas you get, how many ideas you get in the shower. Like, people talk about like, oh, yeah, the shower is like this magical place where all my answers get answered, well, all my questions get answered. And it's interesting because it's just because you're just being still. The shower is probably the only place you're quiet at all day. When you're in the in the shower, you're just washing yourself. When you're doing like mind mindless things, your brain can chew, your brain can wonder. It's almost like a meditative practice so that you have room in your brain to actually consider and to create. You know, write down everything you're noticing. Write down. Write down a question, a problem or an obstacle and walk away from it. Give yourself some time to chew on it and think about the solutions. Ask God and ask yourself. You're more resourceful than you think. And I had to tell myself this too, because I'm always Googling something. How do you do this? How do you do that? And instead of just going with my gut, I end up doing what other people think I should do, which means that I'm doing something that's not really me. I'm doing something that other people say I should do, which is which means it's them. And so if I want to lead a life that's more true to myself, if I want to create art that's true to me, then I have to leave room for me. I have to leave room for me and my experiences and my resourcefulness and my God. Really get honest about what you want. Is there something you do that you feel obligated to do because other people feel like you should versus something that you feel like you don't want to do anymore? So a small example for me is YouTube, right? So I've been doing YouTube videos and I've been editing them and I'm in this program where they're like, edit like this and say this in the beginning. This is how you keep their attention. And I just come to terms with, I don't want to edit videos. I don't want to do it like that. I want to do it my own way. And maybe that means I just go live all the time. To me, that's that's more authentic than me recording a video and posting it and editing it and, you know, doing all this cut. What is it? Cut whatever it's called, where they like cut it up. And then like it's like uh, I know you can't see me if you're listening to this, but I don't want to do all that. I'm not interested. I want to be authentic. I want to be myself. I want to interact with people. So I know that I can only do that um, partially when I post a video and edit it in the comments. But if I want to, you know, um, interact with people at the same time as me recording, then I have to do it live. Being okay with going with your gut. And maybe that's not going to grow my my YouTube so fast. Maybe that's not going to get me all the views I want. But I feel like for where I am right now, it's about removing the roadblocks that are going to stop me from creating. And if I have to edit something, it's going to stop me from creating. So knowing yourself, knowing what you want to do and doing what you want to do, you know, <sighs> use that technique to really check in with yourself about whether it's necessary to do that thing. Or if it's just hard, because there's a difference, right? There's a difference between things being hard because they're difficult and you have to learn and things being hard because they're unnecessary. And we really have to figure out which one it is. Take up slow hobbies. This is another good one. Reading, like with paper, reading, crocheting, painting. And these are things that you don't even have to be good at. I'm not talking about you being good at crocheting or good at painting or doing something to sell because that's the wrong motive. This idea is again to incorporate mindful practices and also like a meditative practice. So something you can get down with a rhythm. Painting has kind of a rhythm. You go up and down, up and down. That's one of the reasons why I really like painting because it's like, 
it requires me to be like to um to do tech to do things that are like that um tactile things like tactile focuses and things that are therapeutic things that take time things that require me to be in the moment right so if I'm doing something with my hands if I'm cooking or cleaning or like washing myself or like when I had hair doing my hair those are things that I can help me to stay grounded and focused and quiet so that I can actually think and process things another idea is to take an intake fast don't do social media don't do podcasts don't do YouTube Really be okay with taking with not taking in as much content to really be able to hear and recognize God and also yourself. It's painful at first and sometimes it's like really boring and uncomfortable, but it's so worth it to get into that mindset. Do one thing at a time, okay? We're so used to multitasking and giving everything our divided amount of attention instead of just fo- focusing deeply on one thing. So our example is like, Turn your phone off when you're when you're with your significant other. If you're on a date, turn off your phone. Really focus on them. Really look at how, you know, their lips are shaped or like the eyes and how they laugh with their face. Like really pay attention to the details of the thing and then focus until it's complete. So if you're cleaning the bathroom, I mean, nothing's wrong with listening to music while cleaning the bathroom. But if you are, so that's a bad example. But if you're cooking, maybe this time you don't listen to podcasts. Maybe you just listen to the sound of you chopping up things and sizzling of the things. And you know what I'm saying? Maybe you don't talk on the phone while you're cooking. Maybe you're just present in the moment and focus until it's complete. And I promise you, you'll finish it sooner. It'll be done faster. Instead of scattered focus, we can be really fully here in spirit, soul, and mind. And so there's an art dedicated to dedicated and focused work. It's a, there's an art to accepting and embracing quiet and stillness in our lives. And you don't want to go through your life on autopilot. You don't. You want to take your time. Your time is so precious. You don't want to be distracted your whole life. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be distracted in your art and what you create and what you do and what you make. And you don't want to miss the beauty that's happening all around you because you're distracted. You know, you need to get quiet and just start making great stuff. Start making stuff from your heart, from your experiences. Go with your gut. The first time you get inspired to create that thing, just do it. Just put it up. Don't ask for permission. Don't ask people for their opinion. Don't Google search that thing. Don't find podcasts on that topic. Just do it. Just do it. There's a difference between like research that is necessary and just procrastination that's unnecessary. And me and my husband were actually talking about that today. Um, how sometimes I just got to do the stuff. I just got to do it and figure it out on my own. And maybe what I'm doing is brand new and no one's going to have the answers for me. I still think it's worth it to follow your gut because you have that gut feeling for a reason in what you create. You know, if someone's telling you, I'm not a painter, right? But I paint for fun. If someone's telling you to do a certain technique and you feel like, hmm, I wonder what would happen with this technique, right? You have to be quiet enough to follow that gut intuition and maybe it'll create a whole different kind of technique. That's how techniques happen. People just try stuff. And if you don't leave enough room in your life to try things or to be quiet enough to really contemplate and think about things, then you're just going to go through your life on autopilot. And that is not a life worth living. So I hope that this has inspired you to create space in your life, to create room in your life for quiet and for stillness, and that you start to appreciate the quiet and stillness in your life and not see it as something that needs to be filled Like a room doesn't have to be filled. A room with space feels good. It feels like you can breathe. And so you want to be able to feel the same way when it comes to your life and your art. You don't want to jam-pack your room. I'm all about minimalism in every regard, including the time in your life. So don't fill your life to the brim unnecessarily. And I understand everybody has busy seasons, but don't make this a, a norm. 
seasons change, right? So make sure that you're creating time and space in your life for more quiet and calm and stillness. We talked about this last year at the close of last year about seasons changing in your life, you know, and maybe it's time for your winter season. And it doesn't mean that it's dead. It doesn't mean that nothing good is happening. It means that you're resting and without the rest, you couldn't produce anything. So maybe you just need to quiet your mind, rest, get quiet, really follow these tips and things like that, that I've shared so that you can create fully, wholly, authentically, and mindfully. So I hope this was helpful. And um, yeah, I'm so grateful for y'all listening. Thank you so much for your patience. Thanks for bearing with me as I just figure out what I'm doing. I'm just all over the place, y'all. You know, I'm posting videos, I'm sharing podcasts, but I'm trying. I'm trying to do the thing. And in this season in life, I'm not taking in a lot of content, a lot of podcasts and all this other stuff. I'm all about creating in a season. So I'm really excited to see what we're going to create together. And I hope this was helpful. And until next episode, you guys, I will talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye.